Hey, Chosen Chosen Fam. Fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to Season 8 of the Tell Me About It podcast. In this season, we're bringing you more special guests, new topics, and the first ever Chosen Girl book club, which will take place at the end of each month. We know there's so much value in studying the Word, and we're excited to dive in to learn more about God and His call for our lives in a new way. If you aren't caught up, please feel free to subscribe and binge our first seven seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you would rate us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A sweet tea and nuggets with us, and let's let's get get this party started. Hey, Chosen Girl fam, welcome back to Season 8, Episode 2 of the Tell Me About It podcast. We've got our, oh my gosh, this episode. We're ahead. We're, we are, Oh my for the first time ever. Wow. Two, recording two episodes ahead. Your girls are typically tardy. (laughs) Real life, in case you did not realize. I'm so proud of us. I'm very proud of (laughs) us. This is why we call it our side hustle for the Lord. Exactly. Right. We have our resident theologian back with us, Isaac Gray. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome. Good to be here. A familiar voice of the podcast. Yes. Our voice of reason to the podcast. Yes. (laughs) Try to be that. We are all... Always honored when you're here, but it's probably because you feel sorry for us and you know that we need, like, theological help on the podcast. Well, we'll just let that question go unanswered. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for not embarrassing us. Shame to go in public. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for always being so willing to come on and and chat with us. Absolutely. If you all, um, if this is a practice that you all have in your church, then Lent is coming up. Mm -hmm. And we wanted Isaac to come on and kind of share, we called earlier Lent for Dummies. Uh, Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that you're a dummy, but, you know, if you're unfamiliar, if you didn't grow up, you know, practicing Lent or, um, and you just want to know, know more about it, this is the chance. Tune in at the right time. And we're not talking about Lent. Not from your dryer, girl. That's exactly right. I know you got a pile of laundry at home, just like me. That's ready. <laughs> yep. I probably need to like rewash what's in the washer because I've let it sit too long. But that's okay. Real life. Yeah. That's okay. But thank you for being here, Isaac. You're welcome. My pleasure. Glad it could be. So what is Lent? Lent is very basically it is the forty days leading up to Easter. And it's technically 46 days from Ash Wednesday, which we can talk about in a few moments if you want to. From Ash Wednesday till Easter Sunday is 46 days. But Lent is the season leading up to Easter. Easily defined. Season leading up to Easter. And why should Lent matter to us or our listeners? Because Lent, the main focus of it, again, just a very broad umbrella definition, the main focus of Lent is is to, well, just some, I guess, some words that will help us grasp it. It's a season of repentance, humility, fasting, confession, woe is me, I'm sinful, broken, I need a Savior. I need God. I need somebody to help me. So that's Amen. basically the foundation of it. Now that you can ask the appropriate questions, and I'll give you answers and more specific things. No, absolutely. That's but great. That's, the base umbrella. So, for those that don't know, why forty days? So, season of Lent is 
it, it lines up with Jesus' time in the wilderness. So he spent 40 days in the wilderness, fasting, praying. The devil came to him in Matthew's Gospel, Luke's Gospel too. And so it, it's meant to parallel that season. And that's why it's a season of fasting and repentance and humility and all that stuff. Because it's meant to help us not really experience, I don't guess, but get in the mindset of you have to deal with your sin problem as a human. Because mm. we all have it. Because we don't like to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Nobody likes to think about the areas that I've messed up in. Mm-hmm. You know, just take it out of the sin issue. No one likes to confess, I made a mistake. This was my fault. We're in this situation. And so it's almost like we have to be forced into dealing with the brokenness and the hurt and the sin in our lives. So it, that's the purpose of it. And, and like we were talking before we started, many folks are not aware of, just ignorant of Lent. Ignorant mm-hmm. being, I just don't know what it is, what it's about, because we never talked about it in my church. And so it's, it, yeah, so I'll just stop there with that. No, for sure. And I'm one of those people. Yeah. Like, I've, I've yet to... I'm I'm almost 29 years old, mm-hmm. and I've never observed Lent like personally in my church. So sure. I'm very excited to learn more. So just consider me the dummy <laughs> that, that okay. is learning Lent. Right. So how long have you celebrated Lent? Has this been a lifelong thing for you? No, actually, in my church growing up, we didn't. I'm sure it was talked about, but I don't remember it being made a big deal out of. I don't remember having Ash Wednesday services. I don't remember Holy Week services. Now, there was probably discussion of giving things up. You know, some people give up chocolate or TV or TikTok, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, mm-hmm. to help me focus on um, doing without. So that's probably the way a lot of us will be most familiar with it, that the practice of giving up stuff. But we may not know why. Why do I give up things? So Lent can help us understand that. And a lot of it will, whether you know about Lent or not, a lot of times it's based on what denomination you were part of growing up. Mm -hmm. So Lent is a more um, Catholic end of the spectrum type deal. Mm -hmm. So if you think about denominations in, in the Christian church, the Lutherans, Methodists, Presbyterians, they fall more to the Catholic doctrine, as in we, we recite prayers, we pray prayers together, we have liturgy in our service, responsive readings. Those folks will be the ones who observe more Lent, as opposed to the other side of the denomination spectrum, Baptists, Assembly of God, the charismatic side of the church. They'll be less familiar with Lent because it's, I guess they might call it, it's too Catholic-y for us. Mm. Okay. And so that kind of give you an idea of why you may or may not have heard of it. For sure. Well, I'm kind of a melting pot myself, one side, like Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. one side Pentecostal. So yeah. we'll put that together and you get whatever. Right. You get non-denominational right. girly right here. Yeah. But, um, yeah. and, but, those, and those would be the denom- denominations that would not yeah. celebrate Lent. They for just, sure. They just... They just didn't. They just don't. So with kind of seeing a little bit of the background of where it came from, I know that those words, like, because we observe Advent and now I'm excited to observe Lent for the first time this Mm -hmm. year, those two particular words are not in the Bible. However, 
it's something that is important to celebrate. So can you give us like maybe a little, you know, you said that came from the Catholic faith or, you know, the liturgical cal- calendar, if mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Liturgical, so, yeah. Yes, thank you. Bless. <laughs> oh, again, the dummy here. But can you explain a little bit, just a little Reader's Digest version of what that is, if this is just completely new to our listeners, what that calendar is? And the what liturgical calendar? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, basically, the Christian church for... Uh, for a long time now, has had what we call seasons. So Advent is a season on the church calendar. Mm -hmm. Lent is a season in the church calendar. And within those seasons, you will have other high holy days. So like in the season of, well, let's just take the Easter season because that's easy to grasp. In the Easter season, um, you will have, you have, Easter Sunday, even well, I've kind of scratched all. That. Let's go. Let's go back. Sure. Let's go back a little bit. Scratch what I've all all just said. What's well, true? But let's make it a little easier. So let's, again, let's stick with Lent. So in Lent, you will have part of Lent Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. which is a day in the season of Lent. You also have uh, Monday Thursday which is a day in the season of Lent. Holy Friday, a day in the season of Lent. Palm Sunday, a day in the season of Lent. So you have these specific days within these seasons. And that kind of helps us grasp the whole... The reason for them is it helps us grasp the whole of the Scriptures. Mm -hmm. Because, again, it's so easy as a pastor. It's easy for me to preach and teach the things I'm comfortable with that I spend the most time on personally myself. Mm-hmm. So what these seasons can do, and we could talk about the lectionary. That's part of this conversation too, I guess. But what these seasons help me do is, they again, they, they pull me out of the easy stuff. God loves you. God's amazing. God's great. And they help me focus on, again, the things that I don't like to think about. I'm sinful and broken. Mm-hmm. I need a Savior. So that's what, that makes sense. No, it really does. Yeah, that's really great. And and I feel like having the experience of not having those seasons, I can really see how maybe I ushered my heart just kind of rushedly into mm-hmm. uh, like on like when Good Friday would arrive. Right. I'd be like, oh my goodness, today is the day that Jesus died on the cross. Like, I feel like I really need to be in the Word this morning, or mm-hmm. you know, like almost like put in extra brownie right. points for right. myself. Right. Right. Um, and I, I totally see why it would make sense that you would need forty days mm-hmm. to build, or forty six days technically to lead up to that to prepare your heart for right. that. And I can attest to. How celebrating Advent the last three years, Mm -hmm. which Chosen Girl brought that about for me Mm -hmm. in my life, how different my Christmases have been in the past three years. Right, right. Yeah, that's a great, great point, Sarah. Easter's the Easter's the highlight of the church year, mm-hmm. right? That, that's Super that's Bowl. that's yeah. it is Super yeah. Bowl of the church. That's the big point, and we and we celebrate and declare Jesus is risen. We win. The, we win the victory. Mm-hmm. We're on the good team. But that day is made so much more meaningful and powerful coming out of a season where I'm I'm smacked in the face with with the fact that. 
I'm sinful mm. and I'm broken and I can't fix myself. Wow. The only solution is Jesus on the cross and Jesus rising from the dead. And if you skip over all that, you, you, the good the good news of the gospel is not good until what? I, there, until I know how bad I am. Mm, if I think so I'm a great good. person and life's good and everything's hunky-dory, then what do I need a Savior for? Mm-hmm. Life's great anyway. right? So we it's almost like we go into that valley and we come back out of it recognizing that I can't get myself out of the valley. Mm. So that that's a great point you make. How it how Lent and Advent can lead into the the big day, i.e., Christmas or Easter for Lent. Yeah. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah, it definitely gets your heart in the right posture. Yeah, it sure does. Um, and it takes practice because, yeah. I mean, like you said, Sarah, you know, trying to get into that that headspace on Good Friday is a lot harder than if you spent the last, right. you know, several almost eight what eight weeks or right. seven weeks, you know, yeah. kind of preparing your your yeah. heart and mind for that. But everyone, you know, associates Lent with giving something up. Mm-hmm. When did that become a part of Lent, um, and how do you know what to choose? Mm. Well, the resident theologian says, I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> I don't have a clue where that giving up stuff came from. Yeah. But, yeah, the, some people do it. And how do you choose? I, I think you just choose things that are important to you. As I say, what makes you cringe when yeah. you think about giving it up? And, and, <laughs> and, and it's probably not even that what makes you cringe. It's like just take for uh, the reason we do that is I love chocolate. So if I Same. choose to give up chocolate, or I love ice cream even more, if I choose to give up ice cream for Lent, anytime I want ice cream, mm-hmm. I catch myself. You've given that up. And so what that does, that reminds me, I've given that up for a reason. Mm-hmm. For the purpose of this seat for Lent, to help me keep my focus on Christ, on His work for me. And so it it don't have to be anything big. It's just that constant reminder. Or if I want to flip my phone open and look at social media, I've given that up. Mm -hmm. No, I'm giving that up for the sake of Christ to draw near to Him. And 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 the other to go even farther with it is uh, that time I would use to eat a bowl of ice cream. I could spend that in Scripture mm-hmm. or in prayer. That time I'd spend on social media app, I could use that for prayer or Scripture. So I take that thing away and replace it with something that's more beneficial to mm-hmm. me. Like, Is ice cream bad? Is social media bad? No, they're not. But they can keep me from knowing Christ more fully. Mm-hmm. Social media more so than ice cream. <laughs> exactly. But, I'm like, why, why are you bringing ice cream into this? I don't know, I'm sorry. Oh, I should have left that out. <laughs> We're going to have to cut that all out. Yeah, let's cut it. <laughs> so we're getting into the concept of fasting here, which mm-hmm. we haven't talked a lot about on the on the okay. podcast, but I find very important mm-hmm. about faith. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of followers, if you're like me, you might hear a lot of different opinions on what is the purpose of fasting. Right. And so I really love what you just brought up is just kind of the simplicity is mm-hmm. that it's a reminder. Right. Um, of obedience, mm-hmm. in a way. Sure. So, why do you think, other than than that, if that's your main reason, I think that that's a great reason. But why should fasting, or I don't want to should anybody? Why is fasting important to you? Well, let's let's should them. What did Jesus say about fasting? Let's do it. Matthew mm-hmm. six. He 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 didn't say if you fast. He said when mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. fast. 
So, like, ooh, that, that's a whole, that's way different than... It is. It becomes than, a command rather yeah, than yeah. a suggestion. Right. Yeah. Right, it really does. So, so it, really, Jesus is shooting them. So yeah, we're not that's sure. exactly right. So, we, yeah. so we're, we're good. We're exactly. safe. Exactly. We're safe. Exactly. So, yeah. So it, it's an expectation that as followers of Christ, we, we will. But that's probably one of the... You would probably say that's one of the hardest disciplines we would have as Americans, because mm-hmm. Lord knows we love our food. Yeah, like, and mm-hmm. I love it as much as anybody. Like, I don't like fasting, and and so again, it goes back to that thing of it's reminding me that this life is about more. Mm-hmm. It's about more than physical food. Now, do we have to have food? Yes, we do. Do we have to have as much food as we think we do? No. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Mm-hmm. And I think about what David Platt said, too, about fasting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's so good. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it's a sermon or a book. It could have, Probably both, either one. And he was saying, when you take fasting from food, and I think from Scripture, whenever Jesus talks about fasting, that was the assumption. It's from food. It's not from social media mm-hmm. or some other thing. It's from food. Now, mm-hmm. we understand that some people can't because of health issues. Don't fast and pass out. I don't think the Lord's going to think He's calling you to do that. But most of us are able to fast Mm -hmm. without any negative health effects whatsoever. Um, But anyway, back to David Platt. What he said was, he said, you think about fasting from food, like food is a God-given natural desire. Mm -hmm. We have to have it. Yes, and it's it's good for us to have it, and it's it's not it's not even bad for us to enjoy food. Just think about God. God made food taste good. Mm-hmm. I just had some Elizabeth's awesome bread. It tastes amazing. Right? God could have made all foods bland, and said, "Here's manna just to keep you alive. Mm-hmm. You won't enjoy mm-hmm. it, but it'll keep your keep your body functioning." Mm-hmm. And so, just thinking about that, taking taking that. That God-given thing of we have to have food, but saying even that is not more important than knowing Christ. I'll give mm-hmm. up even that, mm, this necessary good. part of life, to know Christ more. Mm-hmm. You, you, man, that's pretty powerful stuff. It's like, yeah. Wow. It just crossed my mind. Like, do we crave God as much as we crave food? Right. Not just for mm-hmm. not just for the fun of it and for you know seeking like God's care. It's, it's that's good when you get into it and you read the mm-hmm. word. Like, you start to crave it, but do you crave it like you do? Right. You know, if it be ice cream or bread yeah. or like whatever, it's not just for that you need it, but that you right. want it. Yeah. And I can't think of. I'm like, what else in this world do we need but also want? Right. That's a good point right mm-hmm. there. Like it I mean, sure we had to have we got to have oxygen, but you know, do you do you really want it? You don't want for like air unless you're behind like a giant mm-hmm. exhaust or something crazy. But yeah. I can't think of another thing. I mean, even mm. the things that we typically give up for Lent, like whether that be social media or um, other things that just aren't food, you're like, oh yeah, I, I mean, I'm, sure. I'm okay with that. It, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, it changes your, your perception of it. it. Certainly does. A thing that's coming up in my mind just thinking about Lent and fasting is the the image of kind of zooming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you can call that humility, uh, <laughs> zooming out from mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and your problems, whether they be quote-unquote problems or actual mm-hmm. real problems of your life, um, and, and thinking about can I sacrifice for X amount sure. of time my desire mm-hmm. in order 
to become closer to the Father. Right. Or have a revelation of who I need to be in Christ. Yeah. Or and, and try and what's hard for me, and I'm very goal driven mm-hmm. and goal oriented, is not going into it with the idea of what I'm going to get out of it. Right. And just doing it because it's what Jesus mm-hmm. commands us sure. to do. Sure. But I'm thinking, man, if I can go into Lent, entering into Easter season, into, into Lent season, with this zooming out perspective of I'm in need of a Savior. Mm-hmm. I can do without. I'm right. okay. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I will be okay. Again, not talking even sure. about the health things, but even with chocolate or social mm-hmm. media or X, Y, Z, like pick your poison, you know. Um, what kind of person will I be minus the pride Sure. After Easter, sure, and that not not to get back to that goal orientation that I'm driven by right. again, but it's inevitable to to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, sure. I could really do without some oh, yeah. of that ugliness in yeah. my spirit. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, certainly. Yeah. yeah, and and the reality is, yeah, like if we fully invest in Christ, we will get something out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Right now, that can't be our goal, like you were saying. If, right. if that's my goal, then I'm defeating the whole purpose of doing it. Of needing a savior, right, even. right, right. But it's just that reality of of Christ will reward me for seeking Him. But that's not the purpose. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's a good way to think about it, Sarah. Zooming out and trying to get the focus off of myself because we're sinful. We're selfish people. Right. I say it all the time. I feel like mm-hmm. I say it sometimes every Sunday at my church. It's true. It's yeah. still true. <laughs> it is. It is. And I think we need to be. We have to be reminded of that, mm-hmm. that we are selfish. I'm a self-centered person. Uh, I think I'm of myself worst. first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 99% of the time, I'm thinking of me first before anybody else. I mean, that's how we're wired. I mean, look it at is. a baby. Baby doesn't care what time of day, exactly. whatever. It's like, I need this right now. Mm-hmm. And the number of times we still, I mean, I, I know you as a parent especially, but even when you see children, you're just like, are you, for real? And I have to stop for a moment. I'm like, I know the Lord looking at me like that. My goodness. <laughs> uh-huh. like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And I'm like, God's like, see how you are? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I still struggle with even just my whole, and this is me being like super transparent right now, my whole approach to God and to Christianity because of how selfish I am and mm. because of my selfishness, how goal-oriented I can be. And in the past, I have fasted for a particular result, even sure. if it's on the behalf of the betterment of someone sure. else, mm-hmm. like healing or mm-hmm. or deliverance or anything like that. But I do have to check my heart, like, why oh, am yeah. I doing this? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's really hard. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It, it is, and I, and it, and I think what you're saying is is what makes Lent such a difficult season and an mm-hmm. easy season to avoid, because you got to keep reminding yourself of, of your pride, and your self centeredness, and this is not about me. I need a savior. Mm-hmm. Which again, we don't have to do that. I like to think I'm awesome, cause I cause I am awesome, right? It's completely contrary to yes. what the world says. Const- yes. Com- and, yes. And throwing it back in your face constantly. You're just yes. like turning the other cheek, coming back for more every single time. Right. But that's what we've been called to. Mm-hmm. And it's reminded that we don't we don't, we don't, don't follow Christ because it gets us something. Mm-hmm. It's just what He's told us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether, whether it benefits me or not is irrelevant. Yeah. Jesus said, this is how best to live your life. 
And if I'm going to follow him, I want to live my life that way. Mm-hmm. Even though the world will say you're an idiot, that, that it won't work like that. Well, it's interesting that you bring up you know, what the world will say, mm-hmm. the purpose of following Christ, because I was listening to a podcast, really interesting podcast that I would recommend called Southside Rabbi. Mm-hmm. And it's these three guys, like they're, they've got an incredible sense of humor, and then they'll just drop something on you, such as... If we present Christianity as a form of self-help, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like in order to get something yourself and live a better life, there are other options right. mm-hmm. that are oh, easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There are so many other options. Like probably in the 1950s, mm-hmm. there weren't, which is why we, right. I mean, are predominantly like going to church Christian nation at mm-hmm. that point in time, mm-hmm. not just identifying as a believer of God or, yeah, yeah Jesus is cool. Yeah. But there's other answers now. Sorry. But it's the condition of your soul and your humanity in which like you cannot deny the fact that you need a Savior. Right, mm-hmm. which is the whole point of Lent. Yeah, yeah. which is why yeah, yeah. I will be observing Lent this year. Well, good job. <laughs> we'll have to let me know how it goes your first time around. Well, I was going to ask for some pointers. Yeah. What are some good practices to do during this time? Well, I think number one, as we've not talked about this yet, which I mentioned earlier and as we were in our conversation, go to an Ash Wednesday service. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Ash Wednesday is? Yes. Remember, uh, we're dumb. Ash Wednesday is the first day of Lent, so it's that's that's day one. Then Easter will be day well day forty, yeah. And actually, I should say this too. Little side note: in the forty days of Lent, you don't count Sundays. So from Ash Wednesday to Sunday, Sunday Easter Sunday is actually forty six days. Oh, okay. So this is why, for those that, what is it, give up meat that you can have? Yes, because, because and this reason is because Sunday is like a mini resurrection day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? It's a mini yeah. resurrection. So that's, so you don't count those days as you're 40. So a lot of times if you're doing a Bible plan or some kind of deal to help with Lent, Sundays usually don't count. Mm-hmm. So that's the day you could actually cheat on giving up your thing. So you take just the weekdays. The other six days of the week adds up to 40 days between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. Anyway, back to Ash Wednesday. There's the first day. A lot of churches will have a service, and the focus will be on mortality. Mm. Ash Wednesday is where you put the, the cross and ashes on the forehead, and the priest or pastor or rabbi will usually say, um, you came from dust, to dust you'll return. Something along those lines. Reminding me of my mortality. Mm-hmm. That I will not live forever. I will die. And they'll bury me six feet under. And so that's just the first day to start getting our minds really focused in on this season. Is the, here's the starting block for the season of Lent. Now we're going to be in this, this race, so this marathon, for the next 40 days. Of course, it ends on a high note. But for this time, we're going to descend way down into the valley and just dwell on how terrible we are. And so a lot of times when I'm preaching during the Lenten season, I try to avoid the resurrection. Like We always live in light of it, mm-hmm. of course. 
But let's not let's let's not go there yet. Let's just kind of sit. Yeah. What if? Yeah. Let's we exactly had to sit there. exactly. Yeah. So that's what we do. We just kind of sit in this space for a while, and and so there's not all the good news during Lent, which that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way it's designed to keep me in that space again because we want to get into it. If if we get into it, we want to do it very shortly. Mm-hmm. Just little short jaunts and back out because it's no fun. It's no fun in there. Mm-hmm. So let's just do as little as we can. So let's just camp out um, in this time. So wow, I would say that find a National Wednesday service. I think that's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be one thing. Um, a second practice we've already talked about is you can give up stuff. We've talked about that as far mm-hmm. as helping me focus in. I give up this thing for a greater good. One thing that I always do is is a lot of times I'll buy a little devotional. There's all kinds of Lent devotions. Like there is Advent devotions, there's Lent devotions. Which are, it'll be a 40-day, little book, 40 days. Mine this year is called Jesus in the Wild, looking at Luke 4, where he goes in the wilderness. So I'll be reading that every day mm-hmm. during the season of Lent. Um, I have to think just for a few moments about other practices, but there's three Kind yeah, I think that's you, really kind of get you started. Start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and um, it's not really a thing you can do, but uh, it is. Just familiar, familiarize yourself with it. Do a little research. You know, talk to pastors or whoever, because the more you know, the better off you are. I guess yeah. most, well, not always, most of the time. But also, being with with community yeah, matters too. For it sure. makes it a lot a lot easier to yes that you're not by yourself. Someone right. to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I do sit here wondering, and maybe it's just my naivety between, like, amongst denominations and things like Mm -hmm. that, but I do wonder why a lot of predominant denominations do not observe this time, because it seems extremely beneficial to a believer. Sure. Yeah, I I don't have an answer to that, but I think it goes back to what we've already said. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't like to dwell on that space, Mm. because I like to think I'm awesome and amazing, and I can do this on my own. Mm Mm-hmm. But the reality is we can't. Yeah. And so that'd be my guess as to why some donations as a whole or people just don't want to do it because mm-hmm. it's no fun to hang out mm-hmm. in that space. I personally feel that I have a lot of people who I feel like maybe wouldn't come out and say this, and I don't mean this harshly, but mm-hmm. who are afraid of Catholicism. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. And so yeah. even just the research behind mm-hmm. Like that particular belief, yeah, um, seems a little intimidating, including to myself. Sure, it, you know, I could see where it be. I mean, anything new is intimidating, right? Or anything old that you may have a preconceived notion of right. could be intimidating right. too. And, and, so. we're, and we're not, we're not a spouse and go be Catholic for sure. But it's yeah. just that practice. Like these are good things to practice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. E- even if you uh, take it out of the whole Catholic idea. It's just good to have a time where I focus on my, on my brokenness for a season. Yes, Christ mm-hmm. is risen, and I have victory over sin, but I still battle that nasty stuff, mm-hmm. and i got to deal with it. And, and the worst option is to act like it's that I don't have that problem, yeah. <laughs> or I don't have to deal with it. Let's just ignore it and go on, Jesus is risen. Yeah, we got I think it's good to stop. Yeah. Well, one of the questions I have, what do you do after Lent? I mean, we, we went through the Advent season, and then we were going through the Lent season. Mm-hmm. After that, what's next? What is there another is there another holiday that we're unaware of? Or what practices can you carry with you until the 
you know, until we're back in those regular seasons or these, I guess, seasonal portions. You consume with reckless abandon chocolate and ice cream wow. and social media. Exactly. Can do. <laughs> you lock yourself in a dark room. <laughs> and indulge. Yes. The Lord will forgive you. Until next <laughs> Lent. <laughs> then you can reflect That's on how right. bad you did. That's exactly that. right. Miserable fact. You're like, yes. you're working. I mean, you're giving yourself, yourself something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I, I don't know. It's probably st- the answers I would give would be what y'all have talked about before yeah. in the podcast. I'm sure many, many times. The ports of church community, mm-hmm. ports of getting the word, ports of prayer, the stuff we know. So it's not like I don't know that it's you carry on. I don't know if you carry on the practices of Lent. You don't after mm-hmm. it's over. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question right now. There are, uh, I was thinking about earlier, I couldn't fit it in. There are other, what you might call holidays mm-hmm. in the church calendar. So we have we have Trinity Sunday. We focus on the the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I've heard of that before. Yeah. yeah, we have Epiphany Sunday. That's, I've heard of that. That's mm-hmm. coming out of Christmas, so we've already passed that. Then there are other, some others I'd have to, have to think of for a few minutes to remember remember them but yeah there are other days to kind of um, help keep that focus on the different elements of the church calendar and incorporate all that we hold dear as the church but a, but after to after so you have lent then you have easter well this might help easter is not a day in the church calendar Easter is a season. Mm-hmm. Easter tide mm-hmm. is what it's called, and I'm not sure how many, how long it goes. I think mm-hmm. it goes till Pentecost, I believe. Oh. So Acts two Pentecost, that's a recognized day in the church calendar. So that's, I guess, that's our next big church holiday, Pentecost after Easter. If you wanted to learn more about the different holidays that are in the church calendar, where would you find that? Uh, probably some book somewhere, <laughs> some website yeah. on the so internet. Very Google. Google yeah. yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Very yes. You can do that and probably find gobs of inf- information on all that stuff. And just to finish the church calendar out, from after Pentecost until uh, Advent, it's just or- it's just called ordinary time. Hmm. It's ordinary time. And that runs from May yeah. till end of November. Yeah, that's a long time. It does seem like an ordinary time, to yeah. be completely honest. Yeah. I imagine that, I like that you said that Easter is a season, Easter tide. I imagine that after focusing on the state of our humanity for 46 days, mm-hmm. that that would be a time of like a lot of gratitude. And I love that mm-hmm. it also happens to fall nice. in our spring here mm-hmm. because it there is just something that happens to me. After Easter, mm-hmm. that just naturally, you just feel so. I want to use the word equipped, but I wish I had a better word to use. I don't equipped, encouraged, mm-hmm. revitalized, sure, to carry on, sure. And so I'm very excited to report back mm-hmm. 
after I can I can be the testing person. <laughs> this woman has never celebrated Advent or Lent. <laughs> Let's see what it does to her. <laughs> Do we take some baseline good? tests before right. Lent? For sure. Exactly. Put like some kind of thing yeah. on my head with some before water and things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's still crazy. <laughs> yeah. but, but think about how that idea changes things too, as far as yeah. Easter tide as opposed to Easter Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You, you go down the valley for Lent, you come back for mm-hmm. up for Easter. Our tendency is just to fall back, fall back off. Yeah. But it's like you get up on this plateau, and you're still celebrating Christ is risen; He mm-hmm. has victory. Right? Yeah. I'm still in this season, and that's and, and that season sort of ends with with Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Boom! The church is born. Yeah. Mm. Right? And you live in that high. I don't know how long. It's probably I'm not sure how long it is from Easter to Pentecost. Is it fifty days? I think is that right? I have to check. If that. you whatever number you said, I would agree with. Well, <laughs> you can say gonna, anything. I'm not going to say a number. I'm not sure what it <laughs> hey, is. Hey, we can Google. It's all good. Yeah, you can. But I can imagine, I just the outlook that it would put on Resurrection Sunday to have set in, like kind of like what you said, mm-hmm. the what if. Right. And I love the, I, I am, if anybody's going to sugarcoat something, it's me. Mm-hmm. I'm all about focusing on the positive. I do not yeah. like anybody uh-huh. who's negative or a pessimist. <laughs> I'm like, man, can you, like, I don't like complaining. I don't like any of that. That really gets on uh-huh. my nerves. But it's also, it gets on my nerves how much I can really like, sweeps and things under the rug mm-hmm. in my life because of that reason, too. But I, I can't imagine what it would do to a, a church culture if more denominations would recognize Lent because you really can't celebrate how much you need a Savior if mm-hmm. you don't recognize your need for that that's Savior. Exactly right. So I wonder if culturally that's that may be why... And and I've fallen victim to this, so I'm not putting this on the big C right. church. I'm, oh, sure, I can sure. speak from experience. It's not as meaningful as right. as much as that hurts for me to say. Even though you're you're like, oh, I know this means a lot, and like my salvation is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you say these things, and I think that at the time you mean them as much as you you know how to mean right. them. But you really can't have one without the other. It seems like the well, you can try, but it's just not sure. maybe it's it's just a little bit more shallow than right. Yeah, than before. Good way to put it, yeah. And that's yeah. I, think, I like that. Help you dig a little deeper mm-hmm. into the well of brokenness. Yeah, because like we said, the digger deepens. The digger you, the more you dig into the that well of how bad I am, the greater the good news mm-hmm. feels. And it, it, I mean, like I wonder sometimes if in the American church, if we if we miss how good the good news really is. We do, right? I think we do. Because we're such a self-help culture. Yeah. And, and so often we're, we're self-help churches. Mm-hmm. We call it, yeah. what, what, uh, what's the word? Um, therapeutic deism or something like that. Right? Mm. All we need is a little therapy and we'll be good. Yeah. All I need is a little help and I'll be good. When, when the gospel says, uh, friend, you were dead. Yeah. And you had to be brought back to life. You yeah. don't need to be fixed. You need to be given life again. Mm-hmm. So don't don't fool yourself thinking you just need need some good words from a wise person. Yeah. You need a lot more than that. It's like medication versus CPR. Like right. one is just gonna put a band-aid on it, eliminate the, the effects of it, and one is gonna keep you alive that heart and your heart. That's exactly, right. exactly right. It kind of reminds me, and this may be a horrible just 
metaphor, but you know, we were in elementary school mm-hmm. when nine eleven happened, mm-hmm. and my siblings weren't even born. My, yeah. Well, my brother was a newborn, but that day, and I even think about Pearl Harbor. My grandmother will still cry yeah. on the day mm-hmm. that Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. I was attacked, and uh, I think of nine eleven, and that to a lot of people who weren't living during that time, and even to me, I was just you know an elementary school child. I, I still feel the repercussions of that day, but to maybe my little sister, not that she didn't care or right. or can't mm-hmm. have empathy toward mm-hmm. those that lost family members or or anything that day. It just doesn't hit the same because she wasn't there. Same with Pearl Harbor. I really hate that that happened. But my grandmother was in high school, Mm -hmm. and she still, to this day, will cry on that day or will call me and say, do you know what today is? You know, it means Mm -hmm. a lot to her. Mm -hmm. And I know that these are two completely isolated things, but I imagine that the, the effect is still transferable to the feeling of Jesus saved me. Mm-hmm. Like this salvation mm-hmm. is personal to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is why this day means so yeah. much to me. And so I mean, yeah, yeah, the value of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And of our faith in general, mm-hmm. like the value of the whole thing, mm-hmm. because like we were talking about earlier, like to some people it may not hold value because they have, they think that they can be their own savior. Certainly. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a good description. Yeah, I tracked with it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's also just reflective of our, of our culture. And I'm really curious what, you know, each generation of the church treats different things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And it leaves me a little bit curious about how, you know, this generation of the church, how will we value, you know, or is is this like becoming more of a value to to observe Lent, to take that time to really dwell in it? Or are we leaning more towards another way? What, what was it? Did you... What was the term earlier with the therapeutic therapeutism? Um, yeah, therapeutism. Yeah, like is that is that going to be the thing? Um, it just where are we mm-hmm. placing our value as a generation of believers? Yeah. Who yeah. knows? I guess you know you won't, you look back with twenty twenty vision, but it's hard That's to tell right. sometimes when you're in the in the midst of it. Sure it is. Sure it is. Hmm. Is there anything else? <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> um. I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else that we might have forgotten to discuss for Lent. I think we covered it all. I think so, too. I believe. I, I feel helped. <laughs> I feel and I feel educated. Yeah. Yes. Do you feel like a, maybe a second grader now as opposed to a dummy? Yeah, yeah I have moved up. I've graduated okay. Okay. to the second grade. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm excited about Lent. I, you know, I hadn't always practiced it, but I, I really do enjoy enjoy this season and cherish it. You know, it's a nice. I feel like it's almost like a nice hard reset. Like get your mind right, get your heart right, mm-hmm. and yeah. you've got something. Uh, just some more things are propelling you through yeah. the rest of the year. Um, we'll report back after Easter. Yes, for sure. Yes, we will. It's going to be great. I'll have you all on my podcast. I don't, I don't have one. <laughs> we'll help you start it. Because yeah, no. we're just podcast moguls. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> yes. I can tell. Bless. Cool. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it. Isaac, thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. You were always just a breath of fresh air. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it.
Just I was thinking today, it's like they call me the resident theologian. I hope no actual theologians listen to this podcast because then they're like, he's a th- he's their theologian. Yeah, they need to find somebody new. No. Find somebody better than that. Mm-mm, that's on them for thinking too highly of themselves. We only have yeah. three listeners, so I'll ask those three. <laughs> no, I'm just okay. Uh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you back next week on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday, guys. Bye. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.